1: And Buster Olney's appearance today on the Ride with Royce is brought to you by the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Experience perfection golf the Meadows.
2: Part of the murderer's row of ball talk. Here's ESPN senior columnist and podcaster Buster Olney on the Ride with Royce.
3: Buster Olney's with us. Buster, how are we going to get Eddie Rosario on the All-Star team, man? He's the Twins' best player by a mile.
4: <laughs> Boy, I think he'd do it if he just uh, keeps showing highlights from like what we saw <laughs> last night, right? All the, the, the display. I love what uh, Dick said at the end of that game. This was his game. <laughs> this was his game. That's exactly right. That was his game.
3: Yeah, and uh, today he had three of their five hits as they got beat 4-1. to one. Michael Fulmer shut him down. But this Twins lineup right now is about as feeble as uh, some of the others you're going to see. around. You know, poor Gardy doesn't have much chance when he's got Nico Goodrum hitting fourth, but he homered today, and uh, that's not much of a lineup. But the Twins, uh, without Snow, without Maurer, uh, it's, it's a sad-looking group right now.
4: Yeah, the good thing is they're in the baseball's most forgiving division, right? (laughs) And that's, uh, you know, the one thing, uh, you know, in in doing my job, you know, looking at national, uh, you you don't get locked into the individual issues with each team. You sort of took at you know, the the larger look at it. Man, I saw the Indians last weekend, and they're a mess, okay? And And then you've got the White Sox, the Tigers. Um, You know, in the Royals, nobody expects them to necessarily contend. The Indians, there's, I think, a real concern about whether or not they're going to fix this bullpen issue. Worst in baseball, uh, they don't have much financial flexibility, it appears, to go out and make additions during the year. So what you see might be what you get with the Indians' bullpen, uh, which means that uh, that potentially buys some time for the Twins to put themselves in a better position. I mean, I from the outside looking in, it, it certainly seems like that. Uh, you know, a big key this summer is to get Byron Buxton right again, to get yeah. him swinging at strikes again. I was looking today at some of his his, uh, his, his chase rates, his swing and miss rates. And it's clear, and you're seeing it, uh, that he has expanded his strike zone again. And so you hope that he, he gets back to what he was doing at the end of last year.
3: Uh, yeah, and you know, Cleveland at this time last year was kind of messing around, but you knew they were going to get it rolling. This is not. This does not look the same. I watched Andrew Miller, I think it was, was it last night? He came yeah. in just to an inning, and you forget that he's six seven, six eight. and when those guys get out of whack, it takes a while to get back in the strike zone. He's throwing the ball all over the place.
4: 100%, and you remember how long it took him during the course of his career, and Andrew is his diligent. Uh, and as studious as any player you'd ever want to meet. And it took him years and years and years to get his delivery right. Uh, and the X factor in the situation now, and, and, you know, I saw Andrew last weekend, he's not going to volunteer how he feels to me, uh, is the condition of his right knee, which was a problem last year. And whenever that popped up, it really affected his command. Um, that's what we certainly saw last week in his first outing off the DL. He had three walks in a third of an inning. Uh, you know, and I asked Terry Francona about that the other day, and he said, no, he's fine. But, uh, I mean, they, they have to hope that he's going to be okay because without Brian Shaw, who left yes. uh, to go to Colorado as a free agent, man, that bullpen is thin. And they do have an excellent rotation. I do think as the summer goes along that uh, that lineup's going to get better. Edwin and Carnacion eventually will heat up. And, you know, with Lindor and with uh, uh, Jose Ramirez and Melky Cabrera has joined the team, they'll score but day after day after day, I think they'll be crossing their fingers about holding leads. Well, the nice thing about Shaw
3: is he could use him 10 innings a week if he wanted to. He pitched them all the time. You know, they, they, were, they, were, they could overuse him. And he yep. was the guy in front of Miller and uh, Allen. And who the heck do they hope comes through there in that bullpen now?
4: Uh, I asked that question to Tito the other day, and he paused. <laughs> <laughs> Which... You know, and and I, you know, I felt like as I listened to that, it didn't matter what he said next. I got my answer. Um, look, they they uh, they've already uh, tried different guys in the minor league system. What they have to hope for is that McAllister or, or uh, Tyler Olson or you know one of those guys already in the big leagues or one of the guys at the top of their farm system. Uh, steps up and and makes adjustments. And that's the great thing about baseball. Small adjustments can make a big difference, but their solutions probably are going to have to come from within. I know that they've had some internal talks about promoting uh, some of their talented younger pitchers in high A ball or in double A toward the end of the year into relief roles. But for the next two months, they have to fix it from within. Here's the, you know, if you're an Indians fan and you're looking for a silver lining Uh, they hadn't played the White Sox yet. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So, so, you know, for both the Twins and the Indians, there's hope to be found in your schedule because uh, they get to play a lot of the Central teams.
3: You know, Fernando Rodney is an amazing guy. He's throwing 94-95 and then, of course, he's found I think maybe the reason he stinks in April is it takes him a while to figure out his changeup because he wasn't throwing it much at all early. But uh, I mean, he's throwing 94-95 and then the changeup is 83 So, uh, you know, people were all going nuts here the first month of the year, but I don't think he's a problem.
4: I would agree with you, and he goes through stages in his career where he's like that. Now, you know, there's always an open question about uh, how he is at the end of the year, when his velocity is a little bit down, how vulnerable he is, you know, against great teams in the playoffs. Uh that that's been a question about him but I think the the twins would take that right they'll take on that complication and those questions if they can get there uh, I would agree with you he's someone who you sort of pencil in and by at the end of the year he'll have been an effective pitcher for them
3: Hey Buster I saw uh, today I read today Greg Bird going out on a rehab assignment uh if he could stay healthy with all these struggling lineups in baseball this yankee thing could be something unbelievable if you add him to the if he's hitting like seventh in that lineup it it could be something
4: and we saw him uh at the end of last year and in the postseason what a weapon he can become especially in yankee stadium uh and you have glaber torres the prospect that they got for roldis chapman uh who's hit the big leagues running and he looks like he's you know, going to compete with Otani for American League Rook of the Year. He's a monster. And here's something else to remember. Uh, if you're a Red Sox fan or you're a fan of another American League team, this is not good news. It's so many times in the past we've gone into July and the Yankees have been left behind in the trade conversations because their farm system has stunk. And they haven't been able to compete with other teams uh, in bidding for an available player. Well, this summer it's going to be the complete opposite. They will be at the front of the pack, with the most prospects to offer, with financial flexibility. How often have we said that about the Yankees in terms of uh, room? So they can spend all kinds of money. They can spend all kinds of prospects. And so if the Red Sox are pursuing a reliever or some particular thing, the Yankees can step in and snake them. And they they are going to get better before the trade deadline as well.
3: Why are the Cubs so ordinary right
4: now? Because of their starting pitching. Look, their bullpen has actually been fantastic, especially when you look at the underlying numbers. They've been scoring runs. They have a tremendous run differential. But so far, uh, the two free agent signings, Hugh Darvish, who we actually are going to have on Sunday Night Baseball this week against the Giants. Uh, and Tyler Chatwood, who pitched yesterday, oh, he's terrible. He can't uh, throw he, strikes. He cannot throw strikes. And, and he, he hit, and watching his start last night, it was funny because he he would throw his curveball, and that was the one pitch he could throw for a strike. And every time he throw his fastball, uh, it seemed like he was following that with an expletive that could be picked up by the <laughs> mics because he could not command it. But it's a, it's a real problem for them. Uh, look, I you know I was among the people last summer who said. When the trader for Jose Quintana, what a great trade. It had not really worked out like that so far for them. They have to get more consistency out of that rotation. If they do, then you figure that uh, eventually the other strengths of their team will manifest.
3: Hey, uh, I always enjoy uh, listening to Eduardo Perez on the uh, on, uh, on any broadcast I hear him on oh, yeah. or when he's in the studio. He's, he, his uh, love of baseball uh, just comes pouring through, you know.
4: A 100%. And, you know, I, I had not met Tony Perez until a few years ago. And when I did, I said, look, I, I just want to tell you as a parent, uh, you guys did a great job. Cause mm-hmm. Eduardo Perez is one of these guys, you know, he, uh, he, he, when he's doing a, sh- a broadcast of some kind, he knows the name of every cameraman. He knows the name of every production assistant. He's got something going with somebody. He'll walk in, and there'll be a production assistant to will walk up and hand him a box and give him a tie that he bought out. He said, look, I picked this out for you today. I think this would fit you. He's such a good person. He's so incredibly positive. I cannot believe that he hasn't had more opportunities to be a manager because in this day and age, when you get – You know, you want the personalities who can relate to players. You've seen it with Alex Cora. Uh, You've seen it with Aaron Boone. Uh, I, I think Eddie Perez would be a fantastic fit for somebody.
3: He, uh, his claim to fame was killing lefties, too, right? Wasn't that, uh, isn't that how he had a job all those years? He could kill lefties? He
4: crushed lefties, <laughs> and there's some great video of him actually getting Randy Johnson. If you got Randy Johnson here, then you're doing something right.
3: Yeah, that's a, you know, a guy that's going to move here, I would think, when Baltimore starts moving is Valencia for that reason, right? Somebody's going to take Valencia because he hits 400 against left-handers.
4: Yeah, it's amazing because every year we have the same conversation about Danny, um, and I'm sure he's well aware of this. So, I'm not speaking out of school, they're like, "Wow, he kills lefties," and then there's always the question of, "Okay, how, what's his effect on the clubhouse?"
3: <laughs> wow, um,
4: you know, and that's what how he's bounced from from team to team. I. I I tend to think that that's very overstated.
3: I would think he's might have might have matured. He used to he used to be a weekly guest on our radio show. He was an interesting cat. I want to
4: tell you that, but I've uh, always loved talking with him. Uh, and I will also tell you, I've talked to people with <laughs> who were teammates and he would drive crazy.
3: That's uh, that's true. Uh, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. No team was receiving more praise in April than the yeah. Arizona Diamondbacks. What is it now? Twelve out of thirteen. I think they uh, I lost think, again today. Yeah,
4: exactly. And, and, and it's ugly. You know, they lost A.J. Pollock, their center fielder, who had been their best player to a broken thumb. Uh, and the biggest mystery in baseball is what has happened to Paul Goldschmidt, who, you know, has been in the last yes. six years one of the best players in baseball. Three times he finished in the top three in the MVP voting. A great professional, a great leader, uh, and... This year, he looks like a shadow of himself. He cannot catch up to high velocity. Wow. Um, we, uh, we had this stat the other day that if you look at uh, fastballs, hitters against fastballs, 96 miles per hour plus, and in this era we're seeing more relievers and everyone throwing so hard. He had seen 77 pitches, 96 plus, and did not have a hit uh, for the entire season. And when the game that we had uh, with them recently, Uh, The Nationals went at him with hard-throwing relievers, and he saw six pitches and two at-bats. And the look on his face after he swung through and struck out again uh, was like looking at a champion boxer who had gotten hit in the jaw for the first time. Like, you could tell he was genuinely perplexed. How am I not hitting the ball better? He's hitting close to 200 right now.
3: Hey, was that, uh, when you when you look back, did he always have trouble with the, I mean, the heat, there's more heat than there's ever been, but did he always have trouble hitting the real good fastball or not?
4: Here's my working theory on it with him. Um, look, he is, if you look at his history, I think he was like an eighth or tenth round draft pick, so he was not this blue-chip prospect. Uh, he was considered to be an overachiever. And it kind of reminds me of Kevin Euclid. Yeah. You know, when he came up through the minors, he was a guy who worked his way through, battled, and uh, and then as Kevin got older, you know, he got to be 31, 32 years old, uh, all of a sudden he fell off a cliff. And it was like, you know, the fact that uh, he didn't have as much natural ability really became a factor. And I kind of wonder about that for Paul. Now, I haven't dug into the point, you know, who knows, is it eyesight? Has he got some sort of a vision thing going on? Is it just a mechanical adjustment? But that thought has occurred to me that, uh, you know, the, the the fact that he was never viewed as someone with high-end talent might be becoming a factor now.
3: Uh, the Twins uh, are going to get to face James Paxton on Friday night in yeah. – uh, in Seattle, and we're bringing the Eagle with us, we've decided. The uh, the Eagle that <laughs> attacked him on opening day, uh, maybe that'll... They beat him that day only because he threw a dumb pitch to Sunil, but uh, boy, that guy's good.
4: He's tremendous, uh, and as you know, his model as a pitcher is Andy Pettit, the former Yankee, and if you watch his stuff, it's the exact same thing it's that cutter that just breaks in on the feet of right-handed hitters and drives them crazy uh and you know boy uh, his success this year has been so important to the mariners who lost robinson cano uh for the 80 game suspension they lost nelson cruz who got hit by a pitch the other day last night mitch haniger's been one of their most important players they lost him d gordon who they moved to second place to replace cano he broke his toe so he's out so what happened he,
3: to Haniger? I missed Haniger.
4: He got hit by a pitch last oh, night. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he went down, and Kyle Seeger, the third baseman, went down with a strained shoulder, and yet, as of this afternoon, they were only two games beyond the Astros. Go figure.
3: Yeah, a cot was on yesterday. He had a, we were talking about check swings, and uh, uh, his theory on all the broken hands is all the, all the uh, check swings.
4: Wow. Uh, check swings, and I think now that hitters are, um, you know, in, in their effort to combat... Uh, velocity, you've seen a lot of guys. Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, Yeah, Anthony Rizzo, the Cubs, the biggest example is getting right up on the plate and sort of diving into pitches, and they're paying the price for it.
3: All right. Hey, Buster, thanks for your time. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, sir. Sounds great. All right. The great Buster Olney. We shall return.
4: And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's
2: Person of the Day Was the arm coming forward. That was Robinson who hits him. They're gonna rule it a fumble and a recovery. What a play by the veteran. We've been sitting here all night. The Cowboys have been backed up. This defense has been doing it all night long. And look out here, the Vikings in business. At the 19-yard line, Robison fired up.
1: You know what game I believe that highlight was from, Mr. Uh, I No, I don't. That was the night game against the Cowboys at the New Ziggy uh, two years ago. Oh, really? Oh, Remember man. that, what, what, what me and Kevin Seifert described it as? The drunkest crowd in the history of Viking football. <laughs>
3: I still go with Christmas Eve when we play. Yeah, that Packers, one was pretty good but, too. Uh, but uh, I was not at that game, so I can't deny it. But I would imagine a it Cowboys. It was uh, the Cowboys. No matter where they go, they bring out the drunkenness. Yes, anymore. they do. We all hate the Cowboys because yes. the league loves the Cowboys. We think, even though the Cowboy fans think the league doesn't
1: is love against them. us.
3: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Brian Robinson has been a Viking since 2007. Uh, That's 11 seasons. 11 seasons of noble work. Came in here as not a highly rated player. Had a heck of a career. Uh, Ended up, he's got uh, 56 sacks in his Viking history. Two years ago, he had seven and a half. He had a pretty dang good year. Fourth round pick, I believe. And his contract was due to expire this year. Uh, so the Vikings said, You know, Brian, we really appreciate all you've done for us, your dedication to the all organization you've done for us. Uh, so we're going to allow you to come back as long as you take a 2.3825 million dollar pay cut, Ugh. and we will allow you to make the minimum of 1.015 million, and of course, plus, you get 90,000 as a workout bonus. And all the idiot Viking fans out there are saying, "Yeah, will I play for $1.015 million?" No, you wouldn't. You can't play.
0: Yeah, okay. you're not <laughs> good enough. That was
3: I, I got the other day. I got this in a tweet back from Phil on Phil Hughes. He said, well, "I'd go home for twenty two million." well who's gonna pay you 22 right. million you ain't good enough did you ever go 16 and 10 and pitch 209 <laughs> and two-thirds innings in the american league and strike out 16 one intentional no what do you say that's stupid stuff for you idiots
0: <laughs> it has
3: nothing to do with you it's a different world they had no reason to make robinson take this much of a cut they just did it because they could and they're bad people Okay, they're bad people. They
1: did the same thing to Greenway two years ago. Greenway, yeah. after. And and
3: they, the worst, and worst they, part about Greenway was, and then they played him 400 <laughs> plays, and they didn't give him any of the money no, back.
0: What what really sucks about it, too, from my point of view, and I'm not trying to speak for Brian Robinson here, but it they did it. To him, because they knew that he would be okay Because I saw some quotes from him yeah. that, oh, yeah, I'd gladly take I've this thing. Since day but, one, I wanted to bring a championship to the yeah. state of Minnesota. So that's and, why they did it, because they knew they knew that he yes. would be okay with it. And, and that almost makes and it worse. And in all
3: likelihood, the only thing he could get somewhere else would have been the, the veterans' minimum anyway. So why right? not stay right. here with so, a chance yeah, to win yeah, on a good but, team? But yeah. th- my theory about it is uh, that they did it because they can Not because they had to, right? Much like the personal seat licenses. Yes. But for me, now this is a quote I would argue with Robeson on uh, something fierce. But for me, one of my morals is being loyal. I wanted to be loyal to this organization. They weren't loyal to you.
2: What the hell? Yeah.
3: (sighs) Oh, well, anyway, Brian Robeson, good guy, had a hell of a career. And uh, maybe he will get his Super Bowl. Uh, this year, because there's no reason for this team not to be highly successful unless the players all get together and say, Hey, why do we want to win for these guys? If they get a chance to screw us, they will. And don't worry, Kirk <laughs> Cousins, they're coming for your money next. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe well, not next, but he's he fully guaranteed.
0: That's true. Greatest. They can't come for his he money. He is
3: my number one hero in the history of the NFL. <laughs> How much do you want guaranteed? All of it. All of it. (laughs) What about 80%? All
0: All of of it. it. Okay. Well, 90? How about 90? All All of of it. it. Kirk Cousins,
3: my (laughs) personal hero uh, that he made them pay up and they can't get out of it. It uh, drives, I don't know why it drives me crazy, but it does drive me crazy when they cut a guy 70% because they can Just for no other reason. We'll be back. This is The Ride with Racy. I, I uh, offered this on Twitter today, guys, and I really mean it. We had a worker come uh, for, uh, there's having some trouble with the pool equipment that okay. they put in. Yep. And the guy had a white t-shirt on. And he had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> and he was carrying stuff that occupied both hands. That's what I want in my worker. I know it's going to get done That's well. That's a man right there. I know there. If yeah. it's going to get I know it's going to get done well. Anybody who's got the white t-shirt and can smoke while he's doing stuff yeah. Know, He's getting yep. it done. That's my guy. Yep. That's my guy right there. And that's, it, it gave me hope for America right there. Yep. The, the guy's still having the heater while he was doing his work. So I was able to do this thing, you know, talk yeah, to yeah, you. Well, like, right. oh, I think yeah, we got yeah. this thing right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have been next to my wife
1: about two years ago when we moved in, right after we moved into our new place, and they did some work on the sidewalk adjacent to our house. For two weeks straight, there was about four, five or six guys working there, all smoked. All day long, <laughs>
3: cigarette butts <laughs> all over our yard, and she's not pro-smoking. No, she, she is very medical, much anti. Being in the medical field, yeah. tell her to get over it. <laughs> it's you
2: know, it's a, it's a, it's a choice, like everything. That's right. Well, all right. Here's Johnny. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Concordia University. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Ask her if she'd prefer you chew. Oh, no, she doesn't like that. <laughs> Twins How lose come th- those guys do that in your dugout? That's so a, you want me to start doing it? I can, <laughs> my, uh, my kid has a lot of friends in their early 20s that chew, which chew, disturbs yeah. me. No, i just go have
3: a heater, like yeah. a good, civilized yeah. American. Yeah.
2: Twins lose to the Tigers 4-1 to today. They'll have an off day tomorrow. On Friday, they open up a weekend series against the Mariners in Seattle.
1: Although there's nothing better in town ball when you got the one guy on the team that goes through about six or seven pockets <laughs> of dip in a game, and he's got the pool right in
2: front of him in the dugout. Mm-hmm. You know where he's been sitting all game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> NFL owners unanimously approving a new national anthem policy that requires players to stand if they're on the field during the performance, but it gives them the option of remaining in the locker room if they prefer. Policy subjects teams to a fight if a player or any other team personnel do not show respect for the anthem. That includes any attempt to sit or kneel, as dozens of players have done during the past two years. Those teams would also have the option to find any team personnel, including players, for the infraction. Today, Vikings coach Mike Zimmer was asked about the whole anthem issue.
3: I was proud of my team last year. They stood for the anthem. I think it's important that we stand for the anthem. Um, You know, I think it's important that we represent our country the right right way, um, the flag the right way. You know, a lot of people, and I probably shouldn't get on a tangent, right? But a lot of people have died for that flag, and that flag represents our
4: country and what we we stand for. And so um, I think that's important.
2: In its own tweet, the NFL Players Association said the union was not consulted on the policy change. It pledged to review the policy and challenge any aspect of it that is inconsistent with the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, as you pointed out, Brian Robison uh, took a little bit of a pay cut to stay with the Vikings. $2.3825 million. <laughs> That's the pay cut, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, he was scheduled to make $3.5 million in 2018. Uh, but he'll make a base salary of $1.015 million, along with a $90,000 workout bonus this year.
1: So, in other words, what
2: Zimmer is saying is,
1: Hey, if you don't like America, then you can get it.
3: Yep, that's right. NBA playoff basketball. Can we can, as part of the compromise with the players, how about putting a time limit on it? Hour 40, a minute and 40 seconds. <laughs> the, uh, for now, the whoever anthem, sings or? the anthem. At two <laughs> minutes, when they get to minute 40, they can start doing anything they want, <laughs> Dude, whatever okay. you want. They can grab themselves and their personal Almost like a pitch clock. In... Yeah, right. Yeah. They should. They should have a clock. The, the, the long anthem is one of the real problems
2: with America. <laughs> NBA playoff basketball action here tonight. You're going to be okay? Excuse and me. By I the way, choked choked by by way
3: NBA has got the worst problem. As far as the long anthem's concerned. Oh, yeah. You never get a brother out there who gets her done in less than two and a half minutes. Come on! Hurry up! I need those 30 seconds back now. I've heard (laughs) millions of these. You're not going to do anything to impress me. Get it over with.
2: Yeah, Cavaliers. Hey, if you don't like America, then you can get it. <laughs> Cavaliers in Boston to take on the Celtics. They're tied at two apiece, 7 o'clock tonight, right here, right after the Great Outdoors on 1500 ESPN. The Lynx are in action tonight. They're at home playing the Dallas Wings at the Target Center. The Wings have Skylar Diggins, I believe, mm-hmm. don't they? I believe you are correct, Ooh. yes. Uh, the Minnesota Gophers are I playing. I love her game, Skylar Diggins. Uh, Gophers playing bas- uh, basketball, baseball right now. Big Ten tournament action. Uh, they lead Michigan State in the second inning, one to nothing. Earlier in the day, Michigan beat Iowa, and Purdue beat Ohio State.
3: Johnny, yes. we're good because we have
2: traffic to get All to. All right.
4: The ride with Roycey now continues. on.
0: Offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. Smith, blitz coming, sees it, in trouble. Down he
2: goes! Alex Smith is taking down Michael Kendricks. He's having himself a heck of a first half so far.
3: Michael Kendricks, brother of Eric Kendricks, uh, also uh, another uh, linebacker. Got cut today, or cut yesterday, by the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl champs. Of course, we had a lot of fun writing about the matchup of the Kendricks brothers before uh, the NFC uh, title game, which, uh, as I recall, Michael was successful in that game. Yes, uh, they were as far edged. As they were edged. But he was scheduled to make $7.6 million this year. They actually mm. do have some financial, uh, some cap issues there. But they they had signed a linebacker, Paul Warrello, and shortly after they let Michael Kendricks go, this guy blew out his ACL and was oh, carted off the field. No. Carted off the field. Now uh, he had 51 tackles and two sacks last year. Played well. Played 60 percent of the defensive snaps. My question is, does the uh, or do the Vikings have all the linebackers they need? Well, maybe this is why they made Robison take a pay maybe cut. Maybe this is why that could be. They really wanted be. to give uh, the, brother a little bit they got the two good, the two great ones, and then who else do they got? Well, and by, by the way, Barr wasn't at OTAs today. Oh, really? Okay, hmm. all right, Anthony, that's okay.
1: Yeah, they but, and they have the kid from Michigan that was a rookie last year. Um,
0: Gideon, yeah, uh, ben, ben Gideon, Gideon. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, he plays. I know the guy only plays thirty percent, but I smell a rat here. I think he's going to end up here. Could be Michael. Kendrick. Could be he's a good player, Michael Kendricks. Yeah. Well, it was strictly money. They now have uh, uh, Hicks. Who's Hicks? Jordan Hicks, who's good. He's a special teams uh, player. Nigel Bradham, Corey Nelson, Joe Walker, Nathan Gary, and. Kamu Greigear Hill. Oh sure, yeah, him,
1: he's a so. good player. So no, anyway, plays with his hand in the
3: grass. Anyway, <laughs> they might have uh, they might have uh, screwed up there by uh, letting him go ten minutes before somebody blew out a knee, huh? And the chances of him coming back s- are not good. Since he, I yeah. can see the crack in the Eagles' foundation starting already. <laughs> <laughs> they gave Nick Foles a new deal. I didn't I didn't know that this kind these kind of bonusy things. He makes 250000 for each game in which he plays one-third of the snaps. He makes another 250000 if they win those games. Wow. Mm. I didn't know that was possible to do that kind of stuff.
1: Did you see the uh, uh, Nick Foles story that surfaced yesterday? I believe it was Pro Football Talk that no. had it. He see. was uh, the Eagles. I think whoever's their. Was he on steroids? No, when no, no, they no, no, no. Beat us? But uh, the Bra- the Browns approached the Eagles for a trade. They were going to give the Eagles the the first overall pick in the second round. And Full said, "You know, I'll just stay here as a backup instead." Really? <laughs>
3: yes. well, well, he knew wow. that he knew they were going to play the other guy anyway. Why does he want to go there? And be
1: well, and backup? they ended up getting Tyrod from the Bills yeah. for a for I mean, a third rounder. why runner, does but...
3: he want to go there? And be the backup, the Baker Mayfield, right? But he would at least probably
1: start the season as a yeah, starter and play. But, but, but I I agree, he probably made the right move. Well, stay he, with the better he,
0: team. he can well, be who's a free to, agent after this year. Well, too, who's right? to say he's not going to start the season with the sure. Eagles? Yeah, That's true. Right. because yeah, Wentz, Wentz, yeah. Wentz going to be ready at the start of the year yet?
3: Or as,
1: uh, what was it? What did we see yesterday, Manny? Black Adam Schefter put out. Carson Wentz gets two rings before Dak okay, Prescott okay. gets one. Patty had he had Carson with the Super Bowl
3: trophy, and, the, uh, and
1: then Prince Harry. Oh,
3: oh! <laughs> they look like each other.
1: <laughs> it was very funny.
3: Garrett Cole is uh, tearing it up for the uh, uh, Astros after not uh, not uh, doing that well last year with Pittsburgh, and he got out there and they uh, they brought him in for this uh, rotation. He's already over 100 strikeouts this
0: year. Yeah, that is Cole. just not fair him and and having he, him, in him and him together. Oh, it's uh, not fair. He
3: struck out six, 8 over 6 innings in last night's 11 to 2 victory over the Giants and included in the people he struck out his brother-in-law Brandon Crawford. Wow. Oh. I did not know that they were uh married to uh either I don't know if Crawford's married Crawford's sister, Amy, is married to uh, Derek, Derek call, Cole. Okay. So. How about this? Uh, we have another college coach being hired by an NHL team. And, the most, uh, and one of the most prominent NHL teams, the New York Rangers, have hired David Quinn as their head coach. Uh, he was uh, the Boston University coach and uh you know he's uh you know been a been a pro coach to some degree but uh they the uh philadelphia hired haxtell two years ago and now this and wait and we and montgomery just got hired in florida too uh jim montgomery the denver guy so oh. uh, so two guys hired in this cycle for, out of college jim montgomery and then now david quinn uh so uh, what the hell's going on here very the uh capitals have a uh tradition that when they lose a game somebody has to uh skate a hot lap at the next day's practice or skate around or okay skate at the next day's skate and ovechkin uh had done a hot lap because of the because of the uh game five loss before the game 6 semis and they won of course at home well in Tampa uh the hot lap today on Wednesday morning was done by 55 year old head coach Barry Brown and, and he is uh hauling pretty good he's hauling pretty good and the play it seems like a fun tradition cuz the players uh everybody gets into and, it yeah, yeah. I was proud of Well, that's not the right side. Right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, ESPN will broadcast 30 UFC events Unbelievable. per year, 5-year deal, 1.5 billion dollars over what? the next 5. So 300 a million a year for 30, that's 10 million a UFC card that they're going to put on TV. This sport, I'm sorry Unwatchable. It is. It's stupid. Unwatchable. But apparently, the American youth that watches sports networks likes it.
0: Unless so. it's unless you're going to watch Amanda Nunez,
3: you know, beat yet. somebody
0: to a pulp. I mean, mm-hmm. she's the, she's the last person to beat Ronda Rousey. Oh, just, okay. You know, just obliterated her. But, and unless unless she's on the card, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, I have zero. But, interest. but here's
3: the here's the thing about it. You basically are giving. $1.5 to the most steroid-infested, corrupt outfit in the world. Half the time, the guy pops positive before the, the, the card or afterwards. They got terrible steroid problem in that uh, organization. The that
1: UFC outfit. is a direct correlation to the downfall of society, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it's the dumbest sport ever invented.
3: Well, but it is a... I know it's popular. popular. Watching, I don't get people it. Who it. The, people who watched uh, the NFL... Uh, d- you know, diligently. A lot of the younger guys like to watch this. They like the yeah. violence. So They like the violence. But uh, that's more evidence that in the near future, I don't think you'll see uh, ML, Major League Baseball on ESPN. That's my
1: prediction. Oh, well, that's a sad thought, but All you're right. probably
3: right. All right, we'll be back.
4: the ride with Royce. Let's hear the boys' daily complaints.
3: More time than usual for the daily complaints today, uh, fellas. Uh, What do you
0: got, Manny? My daily complaints with the Golden State Warriors. What the hell was that in the fourth quarter (laughs) last night? They were looking like the Wolves. Yes, isolation bad bad offense no ball movement guys just standing around throwing up euro ball did shots the, it was uh, terrible did the
3: uh houston run and all that iso make them think that's the way to play basketball i now guess so
0: it, it's funny because it looked like you know durant was the one who was taking a lot of the yes. isolation bad shots and it looked you know we praise the warriors for the ball movement yes. and the way they play and the culture there and all this other stuff it looked like Durant looked like Oklahoma City Durant, where it was mm-hmm. just him and Westbrook, you mm-hmm. know, just playing isolation ball and everything. It was, it was, it was well, bad. was. I'm glad it came out as it did, though. Sure. Now, yeah. we, now we got now ourselves you got a, series. a series, especially yeah. with uh, just Houston
3: ugly. having two of the last three at home.
0: I think what yeah. they
1: said was, this is how we basketball.
0: Yes, they did say that. <laughs> the no, 20, they said, this is how we don't basketball. Got 26 yeah. assists combined for both teams last mm-hmm. night. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, fellas, here's my daily complaint. Okay, And I think you're going to share my sentiment, Mr. Royce. May 23rd, 2018. My Wednesdays from going forward for the next six weeks are over. T-ball starts tonight.
3: T-ball, all right. No, T-ball's fun.
1: Yeah, we've got to. Uh, try to
3: get Will to not be the guy who chases the ball when it's not in his side of the field. We have worked on that and he's actually gotten pretty good. He mm-hmm. he knows that if it's not in his side
1: he's he needs to kind of stay home mm-hmm. and occupy his base. But here's the problem, and he's good. He, Will, he pays attention. You're at
0: first base. Don't no. chase the ball into left field. Here's the problem:
1: the three year old is now going to be playing. Ah. And eight, why would he play? Ain't no controlling little Leland. <laughs> well, you, well, well, do they they starting it at three? Well, you if your son, since he's a November Man, baby, start the kid. He'll he be can play in with the, the four year olds. Oh, really? <laughs> that's how we. That's how we t-ball. Okay, this is how we t-ball. <laughs> well, uh, that's that's hopeless and that's silly. Uh,
3: but what what the heck
1: boy. my f- my favorite though is when the base runners go chase the ball that's been hit and put in place yes that's, that's always a, a nice <laughs> touch <laughs>
3: i did a, you know my uh granddaughter was playing in the the little I, when she was six probably or five i don't know how old five or six and she was faster than most of the kids and the fantastic triumph she would feel if she got the ball first mm-hmm. out there behind second as they all ran after it and hold it up
0: Look at here! I'd,
3: <laughs> I'd say you accomplished nothing there. You, you know you didn't. <laughs> You've but, done nothing. Uh, anyway, I think I think our guys uh, now at an age where they actually get out, so that's good. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. They did don't you, just let everybody. Did you, batting. by the way, see the thing MLB and some youth baseball thing? Or they're they've now coming up with uh, a method to play baseball that will get the kids more interested. Uh, at the five year old level, you know, what the, the is it? T ball, I don't know. You'll have to look it up. But oh. it's only four batters, a half inning, and uh, uh, only a certain amount of uh, pitches. I, I don't know what it is. It looked kind of, this covers T ball and coach's pitch. But if a kid can't hit and coach's pitch, pitch, then we put it on a tee for him after he's... Oh, that's
1: humiliating then. Yeah,
3: yeah. But rightfully so. That's right. What's your daily complaint, sir? Well, my daily complaint is that the NFL gets away with murder. They get away with murder. Uh, They have now set up a situation where a guy who did not stand up that kneeled behind the bench during the anthem, the fans had to stare and look for him, right? Mm-hmm. So they could get mad at him. Now they're going to make him run out of the locker room if they want to protest. Now they'll be bigger villains than they've ever been. They'll get booed coming out of there, right?
1: I don't exactly know who this stands to benefit. because I I, it, I think know. it makes the situation worse.
3: Well, and the protest was pretty much wear it out until the nfl and, and no, i until love your president i love jerry jones being so righteous too right. he was yeah. kneeling with the, doing the whole ritual and then, then trump came out and then he said yes yes we have to do this so uh anyway it's stupid the nfl's stupid but god we love it love our football we do love our football we'll do this again tomorrow